Hello and welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm not. I'm Corwin Heller. Just as good. Just as stretchy. He's tall. He's white. He's here in the room. Corwin Heller. (laughs) Yikes. What an intro. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the recent inductees to the MLB Hall of Fame. These have been known for a while, but we figured... Um, yeah, the induction ceremony act just actually happened uh, over, I think, Tuesday? Yeah, it was, it was like a weird day. Very recent. Yeah. Uh, this is, so I guess last Tuesday, since th- that's yesterday for us as we're recording this on um, Wednesday the 24th, whereas this was a week ago for everybody else. But regardless, uh, there were how many inductees? I didn't count. Five, seven? Uh, seven inductees. Okay. We had uh, Mariano Rivera, Harold Baines, Edgar Martinez, Roy Halladay, Mike Messina, Lee Smith, and oh, that was it, just six. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I have another. I have a lot of baseball reference tabs open. Um, and you just assumed they were all for this? I, I definitely did. <laughs> and one of them was not. Um, so it threw me off. So yeah, six. So um, I figured we could, we could look at. Each of these individual players talk a little bit about their actual stats, their careers. It's pretty. We're not going to go too deep into the stats side of this. This is our Monday episode where we keep things relatively light. Um, and then I actually actually also have pulled up the 2020 um, Hall of Fame ballot, Ooh. so we could look at that too. We'll look at the first year editions and um, talk about some stuff that's that's surrounding that part of the conversation. As I'm sure, having peeked at it, uh, there will be something to talk about with it. And we will predict whether or not Barry Bonds will get in. We definitely randomly. Will. I'm pretty sure it's his birthday today. Sure, happy birthday! I'm gonna look this up while you do that because I don't know why, but I was looking at Barry Bonds this morning, like like naked in the shower. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Oof! Don't get me hot and heated. <laughs> Are there showers that man can conventionally fit into? If I can fit into a shower, he can fit into the shower. It's true. It's very true. You guys are basically the same build. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Me and Barry Bonds. Indistinguishable if you put us next to each uh, other. His, his pirate years. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, still not yeah, that close. It's Barry Bonds' birthday. He turned 55 today. I, uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. I don't think he's on... Uh... Barry, if you're listening to this, yeah. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, fair enough. All right, uh, let's get into it. All right, um, I just pulled these up in the order that I found them listed in, so the first one is Mariano Rivera, so let's start there. Okay. It's a fitting place to start since Mariano was also the first unanimous um, vote-getter for the MLB Hall of Fame ever, and that's... Which still surprises me. It seems like a ludicrous statement because when you think about some of the players that are in the Hall of Fame, you think about some of the greatest players of all time. You think of Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Sandy Koufax, Willie Mays... I mean, Jackie Robinson. Like, now, I guess, Jackie, you can make a, a point that there's probably still some people of a racist persuasion who were right. voting at that point in time when he got in, so they didn't vote for him. But it still but just like seems... Babe Ruth not being a unanimous Hall of Famer. Lou Gehrig, who they made yeah. an exception for, which, I mean, maybe that's the reason he wasn't unanimous, right, but like it's still that, just like... There's like a small, like, 2% reasoning there where you could be like, oh, that's why Lou Gehrig wasn't unanimous, but like... Fucking a man. Yeah, it's just one of those really surprising things. So the the I, I would guess the reason that Mariano is uh, first 
the the first unanimous one is that he's I think the only person with absolute impunity you can say is the best player of all time in his position with zero quibbles about it. Uh, I wouldn't say that just because there's always somebody who's going to have some argument for someone. That's the I think thing. He's the closest. I I genuinely don't see a single argument for anybody but him. I just can't. And and, and I'm, I'm not he's even bald, trying to be. So Josh Hader has him there. I'm not even trying to be Yankee boy about it. You know, I'm not even trying to be the homer about it. Like I just genuinely cannot think of a single person who rivals what he did. Especially for the length of time in which he did it. You know what? Read me off his stats. Give me give me the full full Monty. Uh real real quick before I do, uh Babe Ruth, ninety five point one percent Hall of Fame votes. Uh, out of how many votes back then? Well, ninety five point one percent. I don't have the Okay. Yeah. Well like I so wanna he's know he's missing like, four point nine percent of the votes. But I just want to know, like, was it like one guy who voted no? Oh oh or? it's actually right underneath it. Um two hundred and twenty six. So like Two dudes, three dudes voted no. Um, I guess what's what's one percent of two hundred? So that's two point five. So yeah, just about yeah. Two to three. Two, two I don't and know a half how that dudes. would work out, but yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you. I think you. No, I, I was thinking MVP votes. Does, it doesn't matter. So what was the total amount? Uh, two hundred twenty-six ballots. So oh, you know what he could have been? Three divided by. He was probably left off of some ballots. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that's probably what it was because you only get ten votes. Can you yeah. imagine voting for 10 people ahead of Babe Ruth? <laughs> You'd be really fucking stupid. Especially because you sure. can't even say, like, well, we got to get these people who who were going to fall off the bat. It was the first year. Yeah. It was the very first year <laughs> of the Hall of Fame. So, no, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, Ty Cobb also on, on that um, ballot. 98.2. That's a high water mark. I wonder what... Th- now, now, I'm, now, I'm just, now I'm just curious about who got the most before before most. So 98.2, that's, that's really fucking high. I'm not seeing many others in the 90s here. Uh, I, yeah, that might actually be the most up until now. What's funny is I'm sure that this came up, uh, Hank Aaron got 97.8. I'm sure this came up when Mo got in before, um, before we talk about this, Johnny Bench got 96.4, uh, uh, Mike Schmidt got 96.5, oh, Nolan Ryan got 98.8, that's really high. But yeah, so I'm sure this got brought up before, but I just I just can't think of the, these names for this conversation. Cal Ripken uh, Jr. got 98.5 as well. I um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. There's a few 97s now. Greg Maddox got 97. And anyway, it doesn't matter. So Mariano Rivera's stats. Uh, we're just gonna do career stats since this is kind of the forum for it, it being the Hall of Fame discussion. He. Finishes his career with 56.2 wins above replacement. Which seems low. It's exceedingly high. He's but, a relief pitcher. Right, but I feel like for... If you don't look at just him being a relief pitcher, but if you look at him and the impact he's had for, well, the Yankees and for baseball and the level in which he played and the level in which other players have done similarly and gotten like double the amount of wins above replacement, I feel like 56, whatever it was, is low for that impact. It It's not only because it's just so hard to accumulate wins above replacement as, as a relief pitcher. Right, but I want, what I'm 
what I want to say, no, which I, I'm I, explaining I, poorly, is it shouldn't be that hard for relief pitchers who are that good to get. Okay, work. okay, not yeah, no, that, that, I I am not with you. I got it. Uh, so anyway, fifty six point two wins above replacement. He finishes his career with let's go with some useless ones. Um, <laughs> eighty two wins and sixty losses. There you go. Sixty or sixteen? Six D. Six zero. Okay. Although again, it's just a useless. If, yeah. As irrelevant as it kind of is for starting pitchers, it is absolutely so useless worse. Yeah, for relief pitchers. Uh, he had a 2.21 lifetime ERA. He played in 1,115 1, games, of which he started 10. Oh, all his rookie year when he was a starter. That makes sense. He closed out 952 of them, accumulating 652 saves. He pitched 1,283.2 innings. Um, he, all right. So let me just ask you this: 1,283.2 innings. How many home runs did he allow in his career? I thought you were going to ask how many home runs did he hit, and I was like, I don't Zero. think he hit any. Um, I think he has one RBI from uh, when he walked with the bases loaded. How many total innings? 1,283.2. Uh, it's going to be a tough guess. Yeah. I know. Like I'm going to guess something and it's just going to be so off i feel like i'm going to guess super low so i'm going to guess a hundred you actually guessed too high no 71 in 1200 innings 71 and 11 of them came his rookie year fuck yeah so if you take out that one season which is like by far his worst season because he was like trying to be a starter and it wasn't going well yeah uh, like his 5.51 ERA and his 11 home runs. Like, you take that away, in the 18 years that followed, he allowed 60 home runs. I, <laughs> like, I wasn't into baseball, and I genuinely wasn't conscious of baseball during his peak. I really only ever caught glimpses of his final season, and I've feel like this is the same boat as Albert Pujols, as I mentioned before, where it's like, I just don't value the greatness of Mariano Rivera because I just wasn't there to see it happen. And that's what's crazy to me is that, like, I wasn't there to see a lot of it. I remember Mo because, like, he played until 2013. So, like, when he retired, I was 19. Um, so I, re I have very good memories of Mariano Rivera. But the crazy the thing that still blows my mind is that he was doing it for so much longer. Like, he, his rookie year was when, my first year of life, 95. And I don't have, like, a good conscious memory of him until, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 03, 04 is when I think I can start remembering baseball players. Like, eight, nine years old. Yeah, around yeah. there. And and the, it blows up, blows my mind that he was doing it for earlier than that. Like, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking nuts. Uh, anyway, he also has a lifetime 2.76 FIP. And a ERA plus lifetime of 205. Holy fucking hell. His 952 games is the um, all-time record. His 652 for saves anyone? for anyone. Really? Any, any pitcher, I should right. say. Right, I was going to say, yeah. His, his 652 saves is the all-time record. And his lifetime ERA plus of 205 is the all-time record. Could you pull up? the all-time leaderboards for saves to see how far off act, like an active pitcher is. Ooh, an active pitcher. Okay. Saves leaders. All-time. Uh, yeah, let's see. Because 
I don't think I think Craig Kimbrell's the like the highest active, but I don't think he's really that close. I feel like the only person who is both young enough and good enough to do it is like an Edwin Diaz. Um, so apparently Francisco Rodriguez is, and I didn't realize he was still pitching. Oh, because he's not active. Maybe he just hasn't formally announced his retirement. When was um, the last time he pitched? 2017. Okay, he's not playing anytime soon. No, that's why I was so confused why his name was in bold. It might be in something, like it might just be like a different league. Like he might be playing oh, that's overseas a good point. and stuff yeah. like that. So there's a chance he could come back. But he's not. Right. And that's why I think... Because I think baseball is the only sport where really the official retirement does mean something. Because you hear about players coming back all the time because they'll mm-hmm. go to Japan or Korea or the DR, like whatever. Um, anyway, the next person who I know is pitching is Craig Kimbrell at 339 career saves. He is currently 31. Oh, I, thought, I was going to say 29, but yeah. He's and old. so that puts him... Uh, 313 shy of tying Mariano Rivera. Do which you think would, he's going to get that in the next four years, per se? No. <laughs> Since it took him ten years to get the first half. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other thing. Is Mariano pitched for 19 years. How old was he when he de- debuted? Um, I have his stats page up, so I could just look at it. I was going to say 44. Or sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm 25, sorry. 25, yeah. Of yeah. 43, he retired. Okay, so 25. All right. So 18 seasons? Uh, 19 seasons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after that, um, Fernando Rodney, who's just way too fucking old. He is 42. It's not happening, Fernando. Uh, Kenley Jansen's way down there. Um, Jose Valverde's still in the league? I don't think that's true. Um, please don't let that be true. All right, now hold on a second, because I am questioning... So he retired in 2014, or at least that's when his last professional game was pitched, which makes a lot of sense. So, so uh, Jose Valverde is a relief pitcher, okay? He has 288 career saves. That's more than Araldus Chapman. Um, he played for 12 seasons. He's 32nd on the all-time saves list. How much do you think his career wins above replacement is? How many saves? 288. He led the league three times. 288. I'm going to say it's a quarter of that, so I'll say no, because he's nowhere close to Mariano. I'll say an eighth of that, so I'll say 25. 11.5. Yikes. That's what I'm saying. It's so tough to be to accumulate war as a relief pitcher. It's just fucking Which tough. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, man. I get that they just don't have a lot of appearances. They don't have a lot of innings. But... I don't know. I get the reasoning. I just don't agree with it. I'm I'm with you. I I think it's different if you're a relief pitcher who like does starting work or some. Sh- or back when you know a lot of relief pitchers were just started failed starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Like I could get it more in that respect, but the the roles are so defined now that it just doesn't really happen. It's it still does like here and there, um, but. I would rather see like a separate war for for relief pitchers now, just to make it cleaner. So I th- I think we need to find a starting pit. Like I think we need to go on the war list for pitchers and find the guys around um, Mo Mo, and like if they're starters, 
Which would you rather have, Mariano Rivera or this random starting pitcher with 50-something war? Because I feel like every time it's going to be Mo for sure. Uh, I, and granted, I'm that comes to the territory of being a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer, but... Yeah, and that, and that, that it's well, that's still an part argument of, to be had. That's part of the reason we've been talking about it for so long because it's such a unique position for for anyone to be in. A relief pitcher being the first unanimous, uh, anyone being a unanimous Hall of um, Hall of Fame inductee. So directly above and below Mariano Rivera is Dave Steeb Steib. I'm not quite sure, know. and uh, Mordecai Brown. Mordecai um, Brown. Mordecai Brown, I believe, is 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 is. The age at which his name would make you think it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was born in 1876. Mordecai. And Dave Stibe, um, he, yeah, he looks it. Uh, yeah, he, he played from 79 to 98. Perfect. Uh, his career ERA is 3.44. His career ERA plus is 122. Yeah, he's like, no, he looks like a good pitcher. I wouldn't want him over Mo. Because it's Mo. Yeah, exactly. I definitely wouldn't want Mordecai Brown, for obvious reasons. Because he's dead. Well, also, you know, he pitched a hundred and some odd years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see, like, uh, if we took a pitcher from, like, the early 1900s or took a... Even in, like, the 1920s and 30s and just threw him in the MLB today, what the fuck would happen? Like Walter Johnson and those kinds of dudes? Yeah. Or, like, if we took Babe Ruth as a pitcher and just... Threw him in the MLB today. Oh, he'd be lost. Yeah. He'd be lost. He'd get, just get shellac so hard. I yeah. Feel like every pitch would just be out of the park. All right, all right. So let's just finish up on Mo because we spent a lot of <laughs> time fair. on Mo and its tangents. That's fair. Um, anything else you want to hear about Mo? What's his favorite color? Anything that's on his baseball reference page? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Actually, no. Do, how many plate appearances does he have? Okay. Let's find that page. <laughs> real quick, real quick. His postseason numbers are w- renowned for being ridiculous. Yes. What do you think his postseason ERA is? Point six. Point seven. Zero point seven zero. Damn. In his entirety of his postseason career, he has allowed eleven earned runs, which is batshit crazy. Isn't it only like two home runs, too? Two home runs. Yep. Yep. I remember one of them very distinctly because it broke my heart oh. in 2001. Oh, oh, I loved you, even though that happened. Uh, he he pitched in 96 games. Ah, oh, God. He's just a postseason giant. So, he had 73... No, postseason Yankee. Huh? Ah, oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. He actually only had four plate appearances. In his entire career. And only three at-bats. Okay. So, wait, he got walked? Well, that's what I'm saying. His only career RBI, if I recall correctly, was on a bases-loaded bases walk. To win the game. <laughs> I think for his, like, 100th save or some shit. Do you think that pitcher, like, seriously contemplated, like, hanging himself that night? There was like, almost an instance of seppuku there. Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't have a, a, a single hit. He has one RBI, one walk, one strikeout, nothing else. So, Mo, Hall of Famer. Are you asking if I'd put agree. him in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think okay. that I would agree with Mariano Rivera. Well, I, I have to ask because of the next name I'm going to read. Is it Mike Messina? Harold Baines. Okay. Um, this is going to be a discussion because Harold Baines was not voted in in the traditional sense. 
he was voted in via the Veterans Committee. And the Veterans Committee is renowned for being bad at their job. Okay. Can you explain this process to me? So basically what the Veterans Committee was, and this was instituted, I don't remember when, but the goal of it was to give recognition to players who had fallen off the ballot or didn't get a chance to be on the ballot in the first place. And that's was one of the results of like those baseball players from like the late 1800s, early 1900s who were around in like the baseball zeitgeist to get an opportunity to be on the initial ballot, right? So it was a way for players to for this committee to go through baseball history, find maybe un, under recognized, under deserving players um, from past years of the game. And give them a new opportunity to get into the Hall of Fame that way. Do you know what their process was? Or, like, who who is on the committee? The only name I know for sure is on it is Joe Torre. Okay. Let me look it up. Um, so I feel like this is something that could be so heavily criticized just because... They are looking for these guys that are not well-known and not really someone that the average fan would know. And that might be the reason why the, I don't want to say vast majority, but a large number of people are outspoken about them being bad at their jobs. Maybe, I don't want to say just because they are stupid, even though most people are, but maybe they're just a lot less informed than guys who are paid professionally for being historians of baseball and doing excessive amounts of research into these players to determine their, not eligibility, but their merit for becoming a Hall of Famer. So, it actually, it, it, it's weird because I, I, I'm guessing it started very much so around the beginning of the Hall of Fame. Because the, the it's it's Wikipedia page is very much so intertwined with um, the Hall of Fames. However, some uh, pieces of information taken from it uh, in July 2016, the Hall of Fame announced a restructuring of the time frames to be considered, with a much greater emphasis on modern eras. Um, today's game, 1888 to sorry 1988 to present. Modern baseball, 1970 to 1987. Golden days, 1950 to 1969. Early baseball, 1871 to 1949. Um, and a total of 32 candidates from three error, eras in the following categories. Managers, umpires, and executives, including um, – and long-time players, long-time retired players. So I, it, I'm getting a lot of information from here, but I'm not finding exactly what the process is. Uh, it's been heavily criticized in the past because what ended up happening was that a lot – there's a lot of weird players in the Hall of Fame because Never. a lot of um, people who voted in the Veterans Committee would just pick their friends that they play baseball with. Really? Yeah. So there's like a lot of dudes from like – How well like publicized and documented is that? Very. Really? Very, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of dudes who played baseball in like the early, early – like 19 aughts to 19 like 20s who have, like, six career war who are in the Hall of Fame. Just because their friends who were much better and were voted onto this committee wanted them in it, too? Did yeah. Did them a favor? Yep, exactly. 
Hmm. Do you know where I could look into this information further? Uh, I'm going to try to find some for you, but um, I, I love it when you Dirk do. <laughs> I love it when you Dirk do work for me so that I don't have to. Oh yeah, Dirk all over me, baby. Um, all of Dallas is cringing right now. Is, who, who's Dallas? Dallas Mavericks <laughs> legend Dirk Nowitzki. No, no, who's it? Who's oh, okay. it? Who is Dallas? Oh, okay. I'm the dumb one. We know this. There's some great names I came up with here, and I'm just I'm just so tickled by them, including Epa Rixie, and I'm not even sure who that is, but we're gonna find out. Epa Rixie. What, what position does Epa Rixie play to you? Oh, Epa Rixie is like a very short, like a five foot seven, buck thirty five center fielder who just had crazy range. Uh, he's a six foot five, two ten pitcher. So the exact opposite of what I just said. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's funny because, like, I, I so I looked up, just out of curiosity, worst Hall of Famers expecting I get to, because I know I've come across some of these, like, mm. just perusing through baseball reference, um, but I, I never had the forethought to save any of them. But the ones I'm finding on, like, these, like, worst players in the Hall of Fame thing um, is a lot of, like, borderline guys. So, like guys Phil Rizzuto? Prob- really? Get out of here. Phil Rizzuto definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Get out of here with that. Is that a Yankee? Maybe. <laughs> why don't you Why don't you shut up about it? All right. You, no one asked your opinion. Uh, I mean, we have this podcast together. You most definitely asked for my opinion. Let's get to Harold Baines because now now we've gone on yeah, a whole right. other tangent. You're right, you're right. So Harold Baines has thirty eight point seven career wins above replacement. He um, finishes his. He had a twenty two year long career. He played in 2,830 games. He had 2,866 hits, so just shy of 3,000. 384 home runs, 34 stolen bases, and 34 caught stealings, (laughs) um, which is hilarious. 1,628 RBI, 1,441 strikeouts, a career 289 batting average, 356 on base percentage, 465 Slugging percentage, 820 OPS, good for a 121 OPS plus. Um, he has um, six-time All-Star, one-time silver, silver Slugger. Yeah, that just sounds like Hall of Very Good to me. This, yeah, um, yeah, th- th- this is Hall of Fine. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this is a very good career. I would not put this in the Hall of Fame. I don't think I would either. Granted, I never watched Harold Baines play. Neither uh, would I, but I don't think that should be an excuse. Right. I feel like the numbers should speak for themselves unless there's some aspect of your game where it really... So, like, I love bringing him up, but Matt Chapman, he has fantastic offensive numbers. Not Hall of Fame offensive numbers yet. But his defensive skill is so fantastic, it almost overshadows his offensive ability. I don't think Harold Baines had that. Harold Baines was a DH. <laughs> so that that's the, the thing that really chaps my ass about it, <laughs> to bust out of that old-ass expression. Yes, sir. Is that Edgar Martinez, who we're going to talk about in a second, it, took, it was his 10th year on the ballot. And the reason it took so long was because there was this huge debate over whether or not a DH should get on into the Hall of Fame, since he only played half the game, right. quote-unquote. And 
at least a it, strictly DH, not someone who right, just right. had to move into it. And that's despite the fact that Edgar Martinez is considered one of the greatest DHs of all time. Right. Harold Baines gets in via the Veterans Committee the same year after Edgar Martinez had to fight 10 years to get into into it in his final year of eligibility after a huge debate with having significantly better numbers. But Harold Baines gets to get in being a worse hitter, not a bad hitter, but just a worse hitter mm-hmm. um, at the same exact position and we're just supposed to be okay with it because we didn't see his career? Like us younger people? Like, I don't know. I just it, This is a fine career. And I don't mean to disparage Harold Baines, and I think I've said that several times in previous episodes, but I don't get. I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. I really wish that this veterans committee would put out reasoning with it. I feel like that transparency is something that we should at least have as a fan-focused enterprise, which is what MLB is. Um, you know. Edgar Martinez probably should have just gone the easier route and just asked the Veterans Committee to put him in. That seems like the simpler option. I think you have to you have to fall off the ballot first before that happens. Oh. I think you have to be re- yeah, you have to be retired for longer. Fair enough. But so Harold Baines essentially went through his full. Um, yeah, he had this time on the writing. ballot yeah. and didn't get in, and then the Veterans Committee was just like, "Nah, you're good." Pretty much, yeah. Cool. So I don't like the Veterans Committee. A lot uh, of people have been griping about it this year. In like the five minutes that I've known of their existence, I do not like them. I also think that if Harold Baines gets to get in for being a no-defense, all-offense guy, Omar Vizquel should get in for being an all-defense, no-offense kind of guy. Yes. I love Omar Vizquel. What about uh, Andrelton Simmons? Well, he, he his offensive game is, is, is increasing, but if he keeps up his defensive game, then he's going to be Omar 2.0. Right, but do you think that would be enough to warrant him at least being on the ballot? Well, I think that's going to come down with what happens to Omar. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I think Omar could be a very good example for for that for that going forward. I am not familiar with Omar. Dude, Omar played for like 20 years just because he was an amazing defenseman. What what's his full name? Omar Vizquel. Okay. Is he the dude that does the magic glove trick? Magic glove trick? Yeah, like he catch he catches the glove and immediately transition it. Like Oh, yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah, you, you saw that video from the All-Star game? Yeah. Well, like I've seen those videos for a while now and like I'd always see those highlight videos per se, but I just never was around to watch him play, so I didn't know much about him. Oh no, dude. Oh, watching like old Omar highlights Oh, dude, it's so much fun because he's just a wizard with the glove. Um, this is such a tangent, and I really do want to transition to Edgar Martinez. But um, so Omar Vizquel actually has more wins by replacement than Harold Baines at forty forty five point six. With a, and and this is how good his defense is. So Harold Baines finished with an OPS plus of one twenty one. Mm-hmm. Omar Vizquel is an OPS career OPS plus of eighty two. Holy shit, eighty two. I'm gonna get to that. Uh, he he played for twenty four years at based on defense. Yeah, defense. That's hard to do when you're just doing it on offense. Uh, he played from 1989, his age 22 season, to 2012, 
in his age Holy 45 shit. season, um, he his DWAR is 29.5. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's hard enough to be positive, let alone 29.5. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's just super fucking good. He's in his age forty season. He accumulated two point three D war. Holy shit! Yeah, no, o- Omar. Omar is fucking legit. Eleven gold gloves. Wow, dude, I love Omar. I really want him to make the Hall of Fame. I think he should. With those numbers, I looked at that and it's like, okay, that should be enough to get you in the Hall of Fame because it shouldn't just be offensive numbers that get you in, which is what it usually is. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So let's transition over to Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez was a lifetime what? Seattle Mariner. We didn't do our vote. Oh, would you vote for Omar, um, uh, Harold Baines? I would not. Neither would I. Edgar Martinez, Hall of Famer. Uh, he had seven All-Stars, five Silver Sluggers, two batting titles. Oh, I didn't read that Mariano's accolades because it's fun. Uh, Mariano Rivera, 13-time All-Star, five-time World Series champion, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP, um, All-Star Game MVP, and five-time Rolades Relief Pitcher of the Year. I love that Rolades still does that. Yeah, go fucking figure. Anyway, Edgar Martinez's, Edgar Martinez finishes his career with 68.4 wins above replacement, a lifetime OPS Plus of 147, he pitched, he played for 18 seasons in 2055 games. He had 2247 hits, 309 home runs. Um he stole 49 bases. He had 1261 RBIs. His lifetime slash line is 312 418 515 good for a 933 OPS. I already read his OPS plus. And his primary position was DH. Now, this is a Hall of Fame DH. This is a Hall of Fame DH. 68 wins by replacement as a DH. Right. His final season of batting, he hit 263, 342, 385 for a 92 OPS plus. So, down a little bit in his age 41 season. But his age 30 season, uh, age 40 season, in 2003, he was an all-star and a silver slugger with a 141 OPS plus. 40 years old, all-star, silver slugger, fucking nuts. I wish I had better words to express my emotions there, but we know the struggles with that. He led the league in games played once. He led the league in runs scored once. He led the league in doubles twice, RBIs once. Uh, He led the league in batting average twice, he led the league in op- on base percentage twice and OPS once and thus OPS plus once. So, very, very so good career. Very much a top hitter in all of MLB for a very long time. Yes, for a very long time. Yeah, this is this was, this was a proud addition to the Hall of Fame for me. I really, really like Edgar Martinez. What team did he play for? Seattle Mariners, whole way through. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So, so far we have two lifetimers between Moe and uh, Edgar. Harold Baines being the odd man out since he played for a myriad of teams. That's one of the hills that my dad tries to uh, fight on, is more players need to be... Single-team players? Single-team players. Well, he can fuck right off with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I tried explaining it to him, but, you know, he's stubborn. As all dads are. <laughs> all right, Roy Halladay. This is a bittersweet one. Yeah. 
Two-time Cy Young winner, eight-time All-Star, 64.3 career wins above replacement, a 3.38 lifetime ERA. He led the league in wins twice, 22 and 21 in those seasons. He led the league in a bunch of things. I'm not even going to read all of them, but he led the league in games started. He finishes with 67 career games in an era when that's just not done. Um, he, 67 complete games? 67 complete games. You said career games. Oh, my bad. Complete yeah, games. I was going to say, that's probably not a lot of games. 20 of those being absolute shutouts. Damn. Uh, he has 2749, 2749.1 innings pitched. Uh, he played in 416 games. He has a lifetime ERA of 131. He's our ERA plus of 131, a lifetime fit of 339. Um, and he finishes with 2117 strikeouts. What do you think? He's one of the guys where, like Mo, I didn't see him at his peak, but I very much knew who he was and knew of his greatness, even though I wasn't into baseball. And in my own little world, in my own personal Hall of Fame, I think that should be enough. If I know how great someone is without watching the sport and without understanding it, but I know if you ask me, oh, who's the best pitcher in baseball right now? I could be like, oh, well, it's probably Roy Halladay. That's very much, you know, very good credit towards my Hall of Fame vote. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on all fronts. I, I also didn't spend much much of my life watching him. Uh, he was with Toronto up until 2009, so I must have watched him pitch. But, you know, I was never much one up until, like... 2014 or 15, I didn't really pay attention to players on other teams much, unless it was the Red Sox, and I just loathed them. Um, so I, I I remember him um, because I remember the complete games, mm-hmm. but I don't remember like specific games watching him pitch, but I always remember him being one of the guys. Do you think of him as a Toronto Blue Jay when you think of yeah, him? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think of him as a Philly. Which is funny, uh, because he only played four years in Philadelphia. Right, but compared that was to, yeah, no, the uh, end of his career. That's Yeah, exactly. Know, that's what I was going to say. Him. It's only four years, but those are the last four years, so right. I'm not surprised. Uh, Plus, we're a little closer to Philly than we are Toronto. <laughs> Just a smidge, a smidge. You know what? There's actually a decent chance I saw him pitch in person. Really? We went to a bunch of Phillies games as, you know, that age range, and... I just didn't give a shit back then, so I didn't really pay attention to who was pitching. But I probably, there was, you know, a decent chance I saw him pitch at some point. That's awesome. I wish I remember seeing him pitch, if I did, but, you know. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's okay. Uh, Yeah, he's a very interesting combination of old school pitcher with all the complete games and modern pitcher. Um, So, what, does he have your vote? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, same. This was this was an easy one. I think he probably ended up getting in on the. Uh, I think this this was his first ballot. I also believe that. Um, I I think he got more votes than he would have otherwise because of his right. untimely death with the plane crash. But at the same time, binary thinking: if you are or are not a Hall of Famer at some point on some ballot, Roy Holiday's a Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah. All right. Then let's take that to. Your favorite person on this ballot, Woo-hoo. Mike Messina. Yeah. He was a five-time All-Star, a seven-time Gold Glover. He had the unfortunate luck of never winning a World Series. He 
bookended Yankees World Series by being there from 2000 to, uh, sorry, 2001 to 2008. The Yankees having won in 2000 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, he spent all of his time in Baltimore and New York. He pitched in 270 games, a lifetime ERA of 368, lifetime war of 82.8, just fucking massive. He finishes with 2,813 strikeouts, which is a whole bunch, 3,562.2 innings, which is just God so many, though only leading the league one time his final year in Baltimore. Um, He has a 123 lifetime ERA+. And um, he ended up his career with 57 complete games. Yeah, I well, you know feel... What? Real quick, you know, what, you know what's interesting here? Yeah. How many 20-win seasons do you think he has? One. One? Yeah. His very last year? That was a total guess, but... Yeah, yeah, just one. I'm looking at it, and there's a whole bunch of, like, high teens. You know, a bunch of 18 and 19. But, yeah, one single... 21 season which you can't really blame on him oh no of course not blame but that's just him, this is so him. weird since he's such a, a great pitcher on great teams mm-hmm. so go figure yeah like but, if he would played for i don't know baltimore his entire career i'd be a little more like okay yeah that happens but for his entire career with the yankees only having granted it weren't the yankees best years but still only having one 20 game 21 season kind of weird yeah, uh, I really don't have too much to say about uh, Moose. I remember him much more than I remember Roy Halladay because he did play on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid and someone on the team has the nickname Moose, you find that hilarious. Oh, of course. So I I have very fond memories of him uh, as as a pitcher. Um, so I remember when I was older finding out how great he actually was and being like, oh wow, that's that's cool. <laughs> because when you're again when you're a kid, you don't realize this shit. Right. So. Uh, I, 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 he's very much so in my memory, which is nice because it's nice to have memories of the people who make the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. he has my vote. I actually will abstain from this because I feel like I am too biased. Like even before I started watching baseball, I've been, I've told this on the podcast many, many times. My dad grew up with Mike Messina in their small hometown doesn't have the greatest memories of him after Mike Messina, you know, got his fame, got his recognition, and coming back to that small town wasn't always the nicest person to some of the younger fans, and that stuck with my dad. He wasn't, you know, he never held back about those feelings to me when talking about Mike Messina, when he'd be sitting on the couch watching a Yankees game. So I feel like I'm a little too biased because... I've known of Mike Messina long before I knew Mike Messina was a Hall of Fame level pitcher. So I feel like just that image is too tainted for me to have an honest ballot vote. I I, 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 can, I can respect the the abstention. Let's just move. Let's just truck right along here to a name that we both probably don't recognize nearly as much because he retired when I was three. Lee Smith. I have absolutely no idea who this is. Lee Smith was a pitcher, uh, most notably for the Cubs. That's the hat he's wearing in his Hall of Fame plaque. Uh, I guess we should say Mike Mussina has no um, 
team insignia on his cap because he split his time so evenly between the Orioles and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariano Rivera has a Yankee symbol on his hat since really? he's a career Yankee. Edgar Martinez has a Mariners symbol on his hat. Career Mariner. Uh, Harold Baines, despite the fact he played for a million teams, actually does have a team symbol on his cap. Chicago White Sox. Uh, Roy Halladay? Oh, Roy Halladay also does not. Yeah. Um, so this is might be a little bit inside baseball slash um, reality TV-ish, but apparently his wife and the Toronto Blue Jays organization have had some beef, and so she decided to not honor his plaque with their symbol because of it, and instead said that because he loved both teams he played for so much that he would put she would put a blank cap on his head, which I feel is from a from a third party not involved perspective it seems kind of shitty, but she's also his wife and would know best. Right. But word around the campfire is she felt slighted by some set of actions that the Blue Jays had towards her at some point in her life and uh this was her reconciliation yeah i mean i feel like at the end of the day it's not like he still has a bust in the hall of fame i feel like cap logo is one of the least important details for that pretty much yeah it might be a bigger deal for her and her family which you know i can't speak to but it's not something that really matters all in the grand scheme of things. No. So moving back on to Lee Smith. Um, he was a pitcher. He was a relief pitcher. He played for 18 seasons with the Cubs, Red Sox, Cardinals, a half a season with the Yankees, Baltimore, the Angels, um, the Reds, and the Expos. He pitched from 1980 to 1997. He has a lifetime ERA of 3.03, a lifetime war of 28.9, 1,251 strikeouts, uh, 478 career saves in 1,289.1 innings, an ERA plus lifetime of 132, and a FIP of 293. Seven-time All-Star, three-time Rolades Relief Pitcher of the Year. I mean, I feel like I am... He's third all-time on um, the saves leaderboard. Right. I'd say yes to this. I'd vote him in. But it feels weird, especially following up from Mariano Rivera. Like, it, I feel like that would have hurt his chances even more. Just like being on that same ballot and having to have your stats compared to Moe's. Well, Lee Smith is also a uh, Veterans Committee ballot. Because, like I said, he retired in 1997. So he's been on the... I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten in then. Because looking at those numbers, third all-time there, three-time reliever of the year. this is where I think the Veterans Committee comes in handy. Right. Because now that relief pitchers are getting valued a little bit differently... like, Like, when Lee Smith retired, he did have the most saves in, in history because Trevor Hoffman and Mariano Rivera came after him. Right. So this, I think, is fine. Don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against the purpose of the Veterans Committee. I just, from what I've heard about their history of in the past, literally in the past 20 minutes, <laughs> it, you know. No, no, you, you, you are right to be suspect of them. Yeah. 
You want to know my favorite fun fact about Lee Smith, though? Yes. He was scouted and uh, eventually signed by and as a result of Buck O'Neill. Really? Yes. One of the main proponents of the uh, – a long-standing member of the Negro Leagues, both as a player and eventually a manager. And he was eventually a huge part of the founding of the Negro League Baseball Museum. And um, Lee Smith Black? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he now – that makes – I believe that makes him the third player in the Hall of Fame scouted and signed by Buck O'Neill. That's pretty cool. I feel like not many scouts would have that, you know, level of success. Yeah. Yeah. That's just – that's fucking Buck, man. Yeah. Buck O'Neill, who was the first black scout um, in baseball. Right. I remember first black talking head about scout. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not in the Hall of Fame himself. Which is suspect. They he apparently he said he didn't want it, and the hall had not put him in it as a respect for that. But at the same time, I want him to have a plaque in the yeah. Hall of Fame so bad. But he has many many different aspects of his life represented in the Negro League Baseball Museum. Has he which, since passed away? Oh, he's been yeah he's he's been passed for some time okay. now. Yeah. So I guess in some ways they're respecting his wishes. I guess that would wishes, make a lot of sense if he worked for the Negro Leagues. That kind of math just didn't work in my head. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So that's it for this year's inductees into the um, Baseball well, Hall of Fame. What's your vote on this? Oh, I would vote yes. Okay. I would vote yes because he uh, very much so from what I can gather, because I didn't watch him, obviously, mm-hmm. But from what I can gather from looking at his stats, is like he was a pretty modern relief pitcher. Yeah, in a like time if you told right me this, this was from, you know, he retired in 2017, not 97. I would be like, yeah, all right, those seem very good for this day and age, let alone back then. Yeah, and we've seen other other um, pitchers of this type make the Hall Hall of Fame, um, like, like Raleigh Fingers, um, Catfish Hunter at the tail end of his career. Goose Gossage. Like, these guys are all in the Hall of Fame. So, I think this is a very fitting addition. I'd agree. So, shall we jump into next year's Hall of Fame class? Yes. So, uh, the names that are going to be reappearing on the ballot, who were on the ballot in previous years. How many are there? If there's a lot, just give me the... Uh, There's there's 14. I'm just going to go through them really quick. That's fine. I'm just going to read them out. Okay. Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Larry Walker... Omar Vizquel, uh, Manny Ramirez, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner, Todd Helton, Gary Sheffield, Andy Pettit, Sammy Sosa, and Andrew Jones. Okay. Um, Any names that are sticking out as uh, as as you would as people you would expect to get in uh, this upcoming year? We talked about Omar. I'd like to see him get in. I'd like to see Barry Bonds get in. Mm-hmm. Um. Kurt Schilling and Roger Clemens, I think, are both on the edge there. Uh, Roger Clemens quite a bit more than Kurt Schilling. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. Why is that? I don't know. His uh, Are his seven Cy Youngs yeah. preventing him from being uh, uh, an inner circle? Or is it his over 100 career war? What? 
Roger Clemens is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Right. That's why I'm saying quite a bit more than Kurt Schilling. Oh, they meant quite a bit more on the edge. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> my God. I was like, why? I was very confused, like, why you were, uh, quote, unquote, coming at me for that. I was like, I don't know. I, I like I, Roger, Cre- Roger I, Clemens a lot. I, I, I was so confused. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes more sense. Um, yeah, I mean, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds should... Granted, I They're know inner the circle Hall of Famers. Yeah, I know it's like steroid is still a bit of a taboo in Hall of Fame voting, but they're two of the best players of all time. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's really silly, especially since we know everyone was on steroids. You know, fucking everybody. Fuck you, bud. Bud Selig, man. Yeah, fuck fuck Selig. Yeah, Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, um, all. I think will get in eventually. They're all in their eighth year of eligibility, so they're yeah. they're going on this trip together. Um, so so what? You have ten years total. Ten years total. So they also have next year if they don't get in. Sorry, I should say two, two years from years. now if they don't get in this fall this coming year. Uh, they're all they're three guys based on career alone. I I would like to see in. I don't care for Kurt Schilling as a person, but career wise, if we're going to keep the ball a Hall of Fame as kind of an asshole, <laughs> little bit. Um, Omar, as we said, I'd like to also see in. Manny probably won't for the same reason as Sosa. Um, steroids. Um, Gary Sheffield, I think, also has a steroid past in there. I genuinely don't remember. I think he does. But he's a guy I also would like to see in there. Andy Pettit also has a steroids past. He's a guy I would like to see in there. Um, I feel like Andy Pettit is on the level of Hall of Really Good. I think he might be, too. I'm not going to be, like, distraught if he doesn't get in. Right. Because if you said, he's close, but not quite there, I'd go, yeah, yeah fair. okay, sure. Um, You'd like to see him in, but there's argu- there's a lot of arguments against it. Yeah, and and, and I can buy yeah. most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew Jones uh, is a guy I would like to see go in because he was such a great player for such a long time. But at the same time, we can get, we can get more into him when this comes up um, next year. So, we have six new members of the ballot. Ready? Yes. Derek Jeter, Bobby Abreu, Jason Giambi, Cliff Lee, Rafael Forsal, or Forcal, I'm not sure, and Eric Chavez. I think the first three will get in. I don't think the other three will. I'm, I'm very interested. So, Derek Jeter, let's just do... Um, High-level shit. Right. 72 career wins above replacement, a lifetime batting average of 310, um, 3,465 hits, and an OPS plus lifetime of 115. Um, Rookie of the year, five-time World Series winner, 14-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, All-Star Game MVP. I will admit, I think Derek Jeter has been bit overrated for some of the things that he's done in his career. I do think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, though. I think so, too. Um, I, I think that's fair. I think his defense especially gets overrated now yeah. that we have defensive metrics. Not that his defense wasn't fun to watch and because decent. I think, that, I think that's why it was overrated, because it was so exciting. Yeah. You know, he, he, the jump throws that he turns are now almost routine. Right. And But th- those are his. Because everyone saw him do it and was like, Fuck, I want to do that. And it's a great way of doing it. Yeah. It's efficient. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he's going to be ho- uh, first ballot. Easy. I'm actually genuinely curious if he will be the second 
Unanimous vote. I don't think he will. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. If you gave me, if you made me pick, like, like what percent you think is going to be that he'll get in via unanimous vote, I'm torn. I'll say forty percent, but I feel like it's high enough to be forty percent. If the, I had, go just ahead. because he has such a, I mean, this career is insane oh, in yeah. terms of his success as an individual and the teams he was on. Mm-hmm. He's not the unit most. He's not like a unanimous greatest at his position because he's like a shortstop and yeah exactly like, like like mo was and i can feel comfortable using that as my argument but i feel like he's just such an easy dude to pick because of his team and individual success doesn't there help that he's is a so likable yeah and he's also very a very personable dude yeah um, so i'm not saying it's going to happen I w- i'm not going to be surprised if he gets 92% of the vote, or even that's, 78% that's of the vote. That's what I was going to say. I feel like he's going to get in with something like 92% of the vote, where there's still a vast majority of people are saying Derek Jeter is a first ballot Hall of Famer, but there's still enough there where it's like there's some people who aren't super crazy about him. So let's go to Bobby Abreu. Oh, real quick, yes or no? I think we both said yes yeah. for him. Yeah. Bobby Abreu, 60 career war, two-time All-Star, one gold glove, one silver slugger. Uh, 2,470 hits, 128 OPS plus. Yeah. It's a Hall of Famer. Um, I like Bobby Abreu. I also like Bobby Abreu. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say not this year. I'm gonna say very much yeah. so not this year. I think, yeah, I could see him being like a four, five, six That's, year guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when he start, I think he'll stay on the ballot for sure. So he'll, he'll get the, above yeah. the, the, the minimum mandated 5%, but... Is it really only five percent? That's tough, and you'll really? see, you'll see why in a second. Because you only get ten votes. No, as um as we get into some of the other players on this list whose uh, names we did not recognize. Fair enough. Jason Giambi, this is an interesting one. Fifty point five career WAR, uh, two thousand and ten hits, a one thirty nine OPS plus, one MVP. Five-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger. Jason Giambi has an MVP award? Yeah, yeah, he won it when he was in Oakland. Holy shit, I didn't realize he won it then. His MVP season, um, he had 664 plate appearances. He got 108 runs, 170 hits. He had 43 home runs, a triple, 137 walks, which which led the league, a 333 batting average, which shockingly didn't lead the league, a 476 on-base percentage, which led baseball. Um, a 187 OPS plus, which led his league. Um, yeah, yeah, that's his all time. That's his um, MVP season. His next season after that's even better. But I'm not going to read off all those numbers. I'm not going to be surprised that 333 didn't lead the league because Ichiro was there. It's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. So what do you what do you think of this? So now it, this is interesting because he he is also a DH. So. He's not as good of a DH as um, Edgar Martinez was, going by some of the more conventional numbers. Yeah, but he was a DH his entire career. He was mostly a DH for most. He, he played, played some first base in Oakland. He 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 did. He he did, and he played first base in in um, New York too. But he played a lot of time. Actually, I think it actually it splits it up for us. So I should be able to look at it real quickly. He where did you start in defense, my friend? Appearances. Here we go. He had 1,307 first base appearances. Oh, actually, no. Um, 595 DH appearances. So that's actually very a lot. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was going to compare him because he's 
worse as a DH. I don't want to say worse, but he's not as to Edgar Martinez's level as a DH. But he's better than Harold Baines. Yeah. So. He also has that steroid past. Oh, fuck. That's right. Yeah. I forgot um, about that. And I think that's going to keep him off for quite a while. Um, he could be very much so uh, what the precedent is with Bonds and Clemens. You know, like it, if they get in, maybe he follows a year or two after that. I would hope it takes longer than that. Just because if it takes this long for Barry Bonds to get in, I feel like Jason Giambi is several steps back from Barry Bonds. He is, but the only um, reason it's taken Bonds and Clemens so long is, is just, because of the steroids. Yeah, so I, I think I think once they that bandaid gets ripped off, mm-hmm. you know, you'll have more of these steroid guys who kind of start flooding in. I'm not. I think I'm fifty. I think I'm forty sixty in favor of him not getting it in his career. Not because I don't think he deserves it, just because I don't think he will. I'm kind of in your thinking. I'm not sure why I even think it, but I kind of also just don't picture Jason Giambi as a Hall of Fame Fame career. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good, which is what makes it so hard. And I really did like him when he was a Yankee so much. Mm -hmm. He's so lovable. Yeah, He's but a nice dude. for some, I I just I just can't picture him as being, and this is such a maybe nonsense argument. I just can't picture him being in the Hall of Fame. Maybe because when you watched him on the Yankees, he was never one of the like he was one of the best, but he was never the best player on the Yankees. You know, like he was always behind Jeter and A Rod and all these other huge name guys that he was just kind of overshadowed a little bit. So, you know what's funny is I thought he retired in '08, mm-hmm. and he retired in 2014. Which makes sense because he's yeah. on the ballot now, uh, but he got traded from the Yankees in '08. <laughs> That's probably why I thought he retired. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to our next guy, Cliff Lee. Uh, he won a Cy Young, four-time All-Star. He's an ERA title, uh, 43.5 career wins above replacement, um, 1,824 strikeouts, 143 wins. No, I'm. I don't know. One really great season I don't think is enough to really get you in the Hall of Fame, and I don't think the rest of his career was enough to warrant it. And so this is what I'm saying by 5% is actually going to be tough because if you get 10 years of career service in the MLB, which is the minimum allotted amount to be considered for the Hall of Fame, they usually just put you on the ballot. Yeah. And Cliff Lee pitched for 13 years. And Do you really have to play for ten years to be able to be eligible for the Hall of Fame? Outside of strenuous circumstances, like um, although I think Lou Gehrig played for more than ten years, but also Sandy Koufax, I don't think. Oh, did he? There's a few guys who didn't. There's a few guys. I forget who, but there's a few guys who didn't play for ten years that got in due to like medical problems. Right. Um. Oh no, it was the Lou Gehrig was that they waived the five year wait time so he could get him while he was alive. Um, but outside of that, yeah, 10 years of service. Okay. So I, I don't, I actually think Cliff Lee might fall off the ballot in his first year. Oh yeah. I'd agree with that. And it's only going to be more, um, of my point for these next two guys. Uh, first is, uh, Raphael for Saul for call for call, uh, rookie of the year, three time all-star. He won the world series in 2011. Um, he is a shortstop with 39.4 career wins above replacement, 1,817 hits, a career OPS plus of 96. Yikes. Off the ballot in his first year. Yeah. 
Yep, but he played for 14 years. And last but not least, Eric Chavez, six-time gold glove, silver slugger, 37.5 career war as a third baseman with 1,477 hits in a career OPS plus of 115. Off the bat in the first year. Yeah, maybe not first year, but not staying on for very long. I, I think I think he's gone his first year. That's fair. I'm I'm not going to stand here and argue against that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just going to be too tough, especially with the names getting added on this year in Jeter, Giambi, and Abreu, who we can argue about whether or not those guys will get in. But one right. thing's for sure, they will get votes. Yes. So that means less votes to go around, and uh, yeah, I don't I just don't see those last two guys getting in, staying on for a second year. So, go figure. So, I was thinking of this when I brought up, uh, when we were talking about Giambi and Ichiro being around. Uh, I don't know exactly how many years until he is eligible for the ballot, but do you see him as being a first ballot Absolutely. unanimous guy? Unanimous will be tough because he hit singles, and people are going to say, well, he didn't hit home runs, and well, he didn't hit doubles because people suck. Yeah, people are dumb. That's a very dumb argument. It's a stupid fucking argument. But at the same time, we see that kind of shit for like literally every player ever. Yeah, so that's true. That, that's the fact that it's taken us this long to get a single unanimous player. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you get stupid arguments uh, from stupid people, or someone's going to say, "Well, he was great up until like those last two years, like in Miami, or something." Yeah, that's fucking I, so stupid. Yeah, exactly. So. I think well, he's, he's going to be a first ballot for sure, but right. I don't think he'll be unanimous. Do you have a player in mind that you would say is you very would – fucking word. You would very much argue will be a unanimous player after this. I, I, I would pick Jeter off the bat. Right, as you said. Yeah. Um, outside of Jeter, it's, it's going to be a stretch for me. I'm trying to think of who else would be – like duly eligible soon, and I'm not sure if Mike Trout keeps this up forever. Then Mike right. Trout. What about like Albert Pujols? I was thinking Pujols. I I don't think he'll be unanimous. Just because of the fall off. That uh, defense is never part of his game. It's true. Um, I'm trying to think. This is the thing. I'm trying to think of bad reasons. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, if I had my ballot in front of me. And I was voting. Well, I, mean, I would Mike pick up from New Jersey, and players from New Jersey never work out. So he clearly never can't do. be a Hall of Famer. But it's tough because, like, you want to say that, like, I would vote for Albert Pujols, but you have to sit here and try to think of what are some dumb reasons someone wouldn't vote for Albert Pujols. Right. And so that's what I'm trying to do with all these people. And so it's tough because, like, like when Pedro was up for a Hall of Fame ballot, I would have, I would pick. He is in the Hall of Fame, but I would have picked Pedro. Like he'd be on my ballot, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know why anyone didn't vote for Pedro. But there's a percentage of voters who did not vote for Pedro, and I do not understand it. So, I I I don't know. Unan, unan, unanimity is such a weird topic now that it's happened. That's a word I don't even think I could possibly say if I tried. That's okay, pal. I got it for both of us. Thank you. Uh, so, I, I, I just don't know who to even consider. Because, like, Ken Griffey Jr. was thought that he could get it, and he didn't. Because people didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr. He's fucking so, kid, man. I, yeah, I just don't. I don't. Do you have anyone in mind? Mine was Albert Pools. I figured um, he's a great choice. He's well loved. Thinking too. about it, like World Series wins. Yeah, like on the pitching side of it, 
I mean, the best pitcher of you and mine, our generation, is Clayton Kershaw for sure. But I could definitely see reasons why people wouldn't want to vote him in, um, you know, his first year. I don't know. It's hard to say, like you said. Like, there's always something for someone. CC Sabathia. This is going to be a tough one. Yeah, I don't think he gets in unanimously. I don't think unanimous either. I'd love to see that, because right. obvi- I'm a huge yeah, CC fan, but I don't think it's going to happen either. Um, but it's interesting, because he has a lot of the uh, conventional stats under his belt. Right, he has the counting stats. Yeah, in addition to, um, you know, he's got the Cy Young, he's got a World Series, you know, he's got that stuff. But uh, he also does have, like, he has yeah. the 3,000 strikeouts. I don't think he has his 250th win yet, but he's close. I don't, I, or he got it and I, I forgot know. already. But regardless, he's, um, he'll make an interesting case. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I yeah. don't know if he gets in his first year or not, um, especially because... Depends on who has on the ballot at that point. Right, exactly. So, we'll see. I don't have anyone else that's jumping out to mind, though. Yeah, me me neither. I guess Ichiro would have been my guy, too, along with Pujols. I, I, I would hope Ichiro would get a, at least a very high 90s percentage, but... What do you think of Alex Rodriguez? Well, steroids Is that stuff. waiting on Barry Bonds? Yeah. Now, granted, by the time he's eligible, the Bonds and Clemens decision will have to be, have been made. Right. Because he won't be eligible until they've fallen off the ballot or gotten in. Right. But we'll see, you know. He, had a, he certainly had the career for it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's tricky stuff. I feel like the one big difference for this and, like, the Football Hall of Fame, which I'm obviously a little more familiar with, is they don't have that strenuous – they don't have, like, that uh, playing time limit. So you'll have guys like – Gale Sayers is the big one for this. Only played for, like, four or five years, and he's in the Hall of Fame just because those four or five years were – he was the best running back in football for that. Right. Um. So it's weird thinking about where – in baseball, you have to have... Minimum 10 years. Right, and you have to have the longevity of a career, not just have a really high peak. And that's why whenever we like we bring up certain players and you ask if they're in the Hall of Fame and I say they don't have this counting stat, and that's just because when the minimum requirement's 10 years, the counting stats actually mean something. Right. Which is, I understand, crazy and stupid dimension a player's wins, you know, or a player's hits total, but... Because 10 years is a minimum requirement, you end up skewing the uh, average of those counting stats in favor of them being high and makes it something that needs to be looked at. So, it's yeah, it's a, it's a very different animal. So, Gale Sayers, just going completely off tangent and going to a different sport, had five seasons playing more than two games. He is a four-time Pro Bowler, a five-time first-team All-Pro. Um, led the league in rushes and rushing yards twice, yards per attempt once, yards per game three times. Um, let's see, his full career, 68 games, uh, 991 rushes for 5,000 yards and 39 touchdowns. Um, and he was basically Barry Sanders before Barry Sanders. So very, very good. Very, very good. Like... I never heard of him until it was brought up that Gale Sayers was, like, a Hall of Famer who only had five good seasons and really only played five seasons. Um, And then I watched, like, a 15-minute highlight tape of his, and I was absolutely blown away. 
So, I know this is a baseball podcast today, but you should go watch Gail Sayers. Real quick. So I'm, I'm just looking up Hall of Famers now. You ever heard of Candy Cummings? Nope, but it's a fucking hilarious name. It's a great name. Hall of Fame name, by the way. Hall of Famer. Well. He pitched from <laughs> 1872 to 1877. Six years. He's in the Hall of Fame. That's ridiculous. Now, there's a reason. I'll get to that in a second. Because I, I, I've noticed that he um, he has the, he's the all-time leader in walks per nine. Seriously? 0.5. Holy fuck. I also believe that this is the point in time when a walk required nine out of the zone pitches. Wait, seriously? Yeah. That used to be a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking me? No, I'm I'm not fucking you. When the fuck was that a rule? Oh, dude, er- early baseball rules are unrec- It's an unrecognizable game. What the fuck? Can we do an episode on this? Yeah, we can try. Yes. All right, I'm pumped. The reason he's in the Hall of Fame? Invented the curveball. Okay, that's something you should get in the Hall of Fame for. You invented yeah. one of the most popular pitches. My favorite pitch. I'd put him on the first pilot Hall of Fame for sure, just because of that. God, imagine going up there in like 18 dickety three, <laughs> only ever seeing like 60 mile an hour fastballs, and some guy throws a ball that looks like it's going to take your head off and then lands at your feet. Yeah. I'd have a heart attack. Yeah, no, I don't know. Honestly, I'm surprised they like, didn't ban him from the game because of it. It'd be like seeing a uh, uh, a plane. Yeah, yeah. I can't, like I can't, I can't fathom a it. A quarterback in football throwing what their version of a curveball would be, where you throw a ball and it curves around a defender. <laughs> how how many? I mean, it's not even a good question to ask. How many innings pitched do you think he had in uh, 1872? I don't know. <laughs> 497. Holy shit. In one year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. He pitched, he pitched right. enough innings for someone's entire career. He pitched enough innings for for like if 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 um any any starting pitcher pitched that in two seasons. Those are two seasons in which they are likely to have led the majors. <laughs> uh anyway, I'm just going to read you off the some of his uh, some of his stats. This is just hilarious. And then we will end the episode. I promise, because it's been a long one. So his first his, his rookie his rookie year twenty three eighteen seventy two. Um, he pitched for the New York Mutuals. Good. Uh thirty three wins, twenty losses, <laughs> a three point oh one ERA. He pitched in fifty five games. Finished them all. Um, sorry, started them all. Uh, I was gonna say, holy shit! Fifty three of them were complete games. So he only didn't finish two games. Uh, three of those were shutouts. He led the lead, he led all of the majors with 497 innings pitched. He led up 604 hits. Also led the majors. Uh, he had a led up 347 runs. Only 166 of which were earned. What? Yeah. I mean, I guess they were playing with like cardboard gloves back then. So he led up two home runs. In almost 500 innings. What? Because there's no home runs back then. No oh, right. one hit yeah, home like runs. They played in open fields. Those are probably like, yeah, those are, those are probably like inside the Parkers. He only had 31 walks. Only had 45 strikeouts. There was a year, hold on, in 1875, he had 416 innings pitched. And he led all of the majors with 82 strikeouts. What the fuck? Nuts. He faced 2,251 batters. 
Forget taking a pitcher from back then and putting them in today's game. Imagine putting, like, a Mariano Rivera back in this time. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even want to know. Let's, let's, let's end the show. Okay. If you want to follow us on uh, Instagram again, that's the third time. In a wanna, row, too. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to follow us... On, uh, if you want to hit us up on Gmail, you can do so at juicethenumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to find our website for show notes for this episode and all previous episodes, you can do so at juicethenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. Um, and until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.